News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Well, welcome to episode 134 of the Luke Messias Show. Today, we're going to be asking ourselves a question. Why are children getting transitioned in Texas sexually? Little boys to little girls, little girls to little boys. And why can't we stop it? What is it going to take for us to stop it? So this question came up. Well, if, uh, honestly, I know I just want to apologize to y'all as our listeners and viewers because I keep talking about this issue so much. And I'm just going to let you know, like, I'll probably keep talking about it for the rest of the year until we stop doing it. And I want to bring in more conversations. By the way, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's conversation with Adam Lowy, I think um, it was incredibly insightful. Tons of feedback from listeners and viewers who just absolutely loved having somebody of a different opinion on the show to have a respectful conversation and dialogue. And that's what I wanted this week's episode to be. Um, I started talking and thinking about this question on August 27th. Um, because Texas Values announced that Greg Abbott, the governor who is literally f- fighting and intentionally working to keep the sexually trans- sexual transitioning of children legal in Texas, was announced as one of their keynote speakers. So for those of you who are not familiar with Texas Values, they would be considered the largest social values organization in Texas. Most of our family issues organizations are specific to... Um, the life issue, abortion. Those have been the largest predominantly social conservative organizations in every single state. But there are growing numbers of family policy organizations that are popping up to advocate on specific issues outside of the life issue, the transgender issue, pornography, um, you know, the LGBT issues as a whole, some religious liberty issues as well. And Texas Values has been around for several years and is right now uh, the largest social values organization in Texas. On August 27th, they announced that Greg Abbott would be their keynote speaker. And if you go to their Facebook page or Twitter, you'll see largely some pretty significant criticism that they received for that action. Now, for our listeners and viewers, this doesn't surprise you as to why they'd be criticized. Um, As you can imagine, a governor who basically was silent on sexual transitioning of children for years as it's becoming more and more and more popular in Texas. Um, And then somebody who we've categorized and cataloged and and actually shown you on this show um, how he's been avoiding this issue, even over the last several months as he tried to act like he was dealing with it. A governor whose CPS agency is sending people to the human rights campaign to know what definitional differences there are between gender and sex, the organization with all the equal signs on all the cars everywhere. That governor is now being put up on a pedestal as a keynote speaker at the largest social policy gathering in Texas. And so I asked the question on that day, uh, if you're wondering why, well, maybe this is a contributing factor Maybe praising politicians, uh, I guess out of maybe a hope that they would come around on the issue, 
saying, I will put you up on a pedestal even when you're working against us. Maybe that is one of the things contributing to the fact that we can't address this issue and just ban it in Texas. Now, I'm just going to give you some background. So on August 27th, I reached out to Texas Values, Jonathan Sines. Now, he knew I disagreed with their actions. I made that very clear because I didn't want to try to, like, catch him off guard or ambush him. I wanted a conversation. And for those of you who listened to last week's episode, you'll hear a conversation of two people that disagree on a particular issue. And I, I honestly, most people were surprised at the fact that that disagreement was done in such a respectful manner because we disagreed, Adam and I, on the issue of life of human life. It's pretty fundamental. And so anyways, I wanted to make sure Jonathan knew I disagreed with him, but also that I wanted him to have an opportunity to maybe come on as a leading voice in Texas on social issues to discuss why are these transitions still being allowed to be legal in Texas? My position would be that um, they're happening, one, because People who speak out on these issues are not in unison demanding political action on them. One is that people are actually providing cover for politicians. So when politicians are given cover on issues like this, if we're still going to tell social conservative Texans that you are socially conservative and a good person on these issues, even when you're working against us, then you're definitely not going to get the action. And then two is that enough people don't even know what's happening. I mean, I was literally in a room two weeks ago. This is why I talk about it on the show so much, even though I know so many of you who listen to us every week, you're like, Luke, I know this issue, but you have to understand I was in a room of 25 very intelligent, engaged, politically aware um, men at this evening gathering. And I was there, we were talking and I said, Hey, let's talk about this issue. I told the issue of James Younger. And afterwards, one of the guys got up and said, how many people already knew about James Younger? And about 10 or 12 of the 25 raised their hands, which still blew my mind that 50% of that room, it's happening in their backyard. They're politically engaged. They're trying to be more educated on the issues. They want to make a difference. They care about the culture and they don't know about this. So there's, a, there's an awareness, and then there's also one of the things that I believe is contributing to this is the fact that we have a lot of people who still just don't want to admit that the people in the most powerful positions in Texas are okay with it happening. Now, I'm not going to tell you what Texas Values' position is on this. I will tell you that I've had conversations with Jonathan Sines for weeks to try to get him on this program to give us his position on the issue. And I said, look, we, maybe we don't even disagree on as much as you think we disagree on. Um, and one week didn't work and the other week didn't work. I have literally offered to go to Texas Values office with the equipment to sit down for a 15-minute conversation. I have offered to do it on Zoom at their, um, uh, you know, kind of at their availability. Um the only thing I got back from Jonathan is he told me that I could come on his radio program on October 1st. And um, at this point, I'm not – I'm thinking that invitation might be revoked by the time we have this discussion on this podcast because he said, um, I'm just unable to come on your podcast. And I asked him what unable meant because he's a lawyer and people are smart about words. I don't know what unable is. Like if somebody says I don't want to come on the show, that's okay. Um, but a lot of times in politics, people just don't like saying what needs to be said, right? Which is also my critique on this issue. Um, Governor Abbott 
not only did we have we caught his state agency. I mean, conservatives just pointed to it. This guy's state agency is literally saying they're celebrating transgender youth and their parents. Of course, they don't think it's child abuse to transition these kids. And then Governor Abbott wrote a letter to CPS just saying, hey, can you tell me if the surgical removal of these children's genitalia is child abuse? Why did he say it that way? He's a smart guy. He said it that way because 99% of sexually transitioning a child is not the surgical removal. That's the very, very, very last piece of the puzzle. And he wanted to make sure that he wasn't ax- he was not asking CPS about sexually transitioning children. He was asking them about the very last little piece. That way the other 99% stayed legal and protected. And then legislation to deal with, let's say, half of the transitioning, which is the estrogen, the puberty blockers, all this other stuff. That policy has already passed the Senate multiple times. The House had over 76 co-authors that signed onto the bill. That's a majority of the Texas House of Representatives that said they wanted the policy and Abbott wouldn't put it on the special session call. I got sent this earlier today from uh, this is another child that's being transitioned. This is foreverfeeling.com. They have estrogen feminizing lotion. This lotion is being put on little boys in Texas. The lotion is called Changes, foreverfeeling.com. Changes estrogen, that's the name of it. Changes estrogen feminizing lotion has been specially formulated to increase your estrogen levels as you progress through your transitioning period. The feminizing lotion will help to block signs of masculinity while boosting your femininity. This is literally being given to little boys in Texas, and they're not doing Jack Diddley squat. Did you know that CPS doesn't think that putting this lotion all over your little boy is child abuse? Neither does Greg Abbott. But he's going to be put on a stage as a keynote speaker at a social conservative gathering of people who are coming to say, I want to address the cultural ills of our state. Our state is run by Republicans. The only thing preventing us for saying that this lotion on children is child abuse is the political will of the majority party. It's the only thing. This is one issue. There's so many other issues. Jeff Kaysen added an amendment in the Texas House that we talked about regarding porn policy that was going to protect more children from access to porn in rural Texas. The Texas Senate, Senator Robert Nichols and Dan Patrick stripped that out in the Senate. You don't hear anything. All these social conservative groups aren't coming out saying this is a major problem. These guys don't understand how much this is destroying our society. Governor Abbott, it was his number one issue. One of his top issues was this rural broadband expansion. It was his bill. He didn't say he wanted any of these porn protections. And when he got stripped out, he didn't care. In fact, I was told by people behind the scenes that his office was one of the ones actually trying to get it pulled out because they wanted to keep it clean for the industry, for the internet industry. Guys, this is what we're up against. And so if you're a Texan saying, why is this happening in my state? Because here's what I will tell you. I believe if you want Texas to look like California in 10 years, just let it continue to culturally lurch left. And one of the things contributing to that is if those who are on the socially conservative right don't actually seem to demand results from our leaders. These Republicans all want you to see them as social conservative leaders, but they won't address the issues. Immigration's a cultural issue and a massive problem. It's a financial issue. It's a cultural issue. 
It's a rule of law issue. These borders are wide open. It's not changing. These kids are getting transitioned. It's not changing. Even if we wrote a law, did you know that law would say, okay, surgically remove and don't block their puberty? But you know what would probably still be legal under that law? Forever feeling changes lotion that is literally designed to mask your masculinity. That is sick. It's perverse. So I don't understand how the governor of the state that's letting this happen to children is also finding himself as the keynote of a social conservative organization. And I think that the fact that that's happening is contributing to the losses we're having on these policy issues. My goal was to have a conversation with Jonathan Sines about this. And I don't think we would be polar opposites on the issue. I actually think we'd agree on a lot, but there are going to be some things we disagree on. And unfortunately, and I've tried to accommodate, I mean, literally, you can see almost a month of conversation to try to make this conversation happen. And it can't happen. And again, for any of those of you who are saying, oh, well, you know, Jonathan might not want to come on because of the line of questioning. Guys, if we can't have an honest discussion about the differences of this issue within the conservative movement, no wonder we can't address these issues. We're all tiptoeing around the reality of the state that we're in instead of just saying, let's get to the bottom of it. It's tough conversations that need to happen. And all these political elite, the politicians, a lot of these people connected to all the politicians, they want to have all these conversations behind closed doors. And that's not working, guys. We're not winning because of all the closed door, behind the scenes conversations we're having. We're losing. We need to start having conversations in the public about what's going on. Now, I don't, I mean, at this point, I don't know if I'm going to be on Jonathan's show or not on October 1. I don't even know what he's going to want to talk about, how long he wants to talk, a minute, two minutes. I couldn't get these details, which is also why I just decided we had to talk about this now. Because this is a problem. These kids' lives are being destroyed. Pastors. Social conservative leaders, conservative Texans need to make it so crystal clear to the politicians that are elected that this is an issue we are demanding action on. That's just what you have to do. How else do you think you make it happen? Milton Friedman, I've used this quote before. It's a phenomenal quote. He says, if you want to make a political change with that you care about, it's not enough to get enough good people willing to do the right thing. That doesn't happen. That's not politics. You have to create an environment where the wrong people are willing to do the right thing. And we've done that. We've done that. Conservatives have done that on gun issues this year. Conservatives have done that on property taxes, even immigration. Even though it is a joke what Republicans are doing, they're doing 10 times more than they were doing because they were doing absolutely nothing. Now they're doing a little bit and they're trying to appease you to make you think they're doing more. And the conservative national media, Daily Wire, Fox News, these guys are more than happy to oblige and just continue to spread misinformation on what's actually going on on the border to make Republicans look bad and Joe Biden look good. But here's the truth. The Republicans in leadership are bad on the immigration issue. The Democrats want open borders. They're horrible on the immigration issue. But they're moving on the issue. Republican Party is moving to the right on the issue because people are starting to demand that they do something about it. And when it comes to the cultural, social, conservative issues we have, we have to demand that if you want to see change. And at the end of the day, if you're aligned and supporting organizations who are helping cover for all the political class that's there to make it look like they're doing the right thing, it's going to be a problem. I'll give you another example. And this is just something I've, I've wondered. 
So Texas Values has said that they want to save women's sports, okay? Hashtag save women's sports. And they literally have said save women's sports is on the special session agenda and all this stuff. Just to give you a little background, um, in Florida, Ron DeSantis said you can, men cannot compete with women in high school or college, okay? And they, he, they asked him, hey, what do you think about all these college events that might come to your state? And he said, to heck with the events. We don't need their events. Uh, Christy Nome did the opposite. Christy Nome in South Dakota, she caved. She vetoed the bill because it had colleges included. She wanted just boys to not be able to compete with girls, but she wanted men to compete with women in college because she's afraid that the university events could get boycotted. And the NCAA, because they're a bunch of leftists, won't come to South Dakota to have events in South Dakota because they won't let biological men compete with biological women in a women's sports competition. Texas has been avoiding this issue. The governor has not taken a position on the issue until he got three political opponents, Alan West, Chad Prather, Don Huffines. They're talking about the issue. He caves and says, okay, fine, we're going to bring this up on the special session. But he does it the Christy Nome way. He actually says only K through 12, girls' sports is protected, women's sports is not. We're going to let in college men compete with women. But Texas values, when I read their communication, they keep saying that Governor Abbott is now put the issue of protecting women's sports on the agenda. And I don't see it. In fact, it's specifically written to only apply K through 12. It's not women's sports. Now, my simple question to Jonathan was like, hey, are y'all still advocating for colleges to get added? Do you think what Christy Nome did was appropriate? Right? She, she canceled colleges. If you say it's inappropriate, then wouldn't Abbott's actions also be inappropriate? If DeSantis says you can keep colleges included... If that's the right thing, then why aren't we asking? I haven't seen it. Now, again, Jonathan might tell me, oh, no, we want colleges and this is what we've done and all this stuff. I'm not saying there's this huge gap of disagreement. I don't know. And it really concerns me that Jonathan won't just have a conversation about this publicly. It's unfortunate. And look, me saying what I'm saying to you right now isn't fun. It's not what I'd like to have happen. I've known Jonathan Sines since he was with the Free Market Foundation. I've known the work he's done on the ground on all these different issues. I've worked with him at Texas Values for years since the day they started. I was with Texas Values before they even launched as Texas Values. I know a lot of people that are supportive of the entity and organization. I wish we could get to the bottom of some of these conversations. And I'll tell you this. Now's not the time to back down. And now's not the time to provide cover for anybody who's weak on these issues. That's my opinion. And you as Texans can make your decision on what you think. And I hope that Jonathan will address some of these issues too so that we can all have a conversation. Because if we were united in saying this has to happen and if people don't work with us to let it happen, then those individuals, they're not going to get support. They're not going to get the applause of social conservatives. I think at least creating that environment would be much more likely to deliver success. So if you're a Texan, you care about this issue, just be aware of what the, we have a lot of problems. We have politicians who don't want to do anything about it. Some of those politicians are getting cover from organizations. You need to make it clear to every political person you're connected with, this is an issue that I care about. And if you're not righteous on this issue, we're done. I really hope that over the next several months we can, one, get more unity on this issue amongst social conservatives in Texas and start demanding action. These kids can't afford for us. These kids cannot afford for us 
to be okay with politicians who are letting them be abused. It's not okay. We're going to do a bunch of other stuff on the program over the next several weeks. I have a couple conversations coming your way, which I think you'll really enjoy. Thank you for staying in tune with the Luke Messiah Show. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.